Hello, I'm the DM, creator and host of the Fools and Flagons D&D campaign. So grab your drinks and raise your glasses. You're listening to the Fools and Flagons podcast. <laughs> oh no! Well, hello everyone and welcome to Fools and Flagons. This is going to be a little bit of a one-shot, so you've got a lot of new faces here. Um, we've got Nate playing as Gregor. We've got uh, James playing as Gunther the Vast. Got uh, Gabe playing as Katoon. Metal, not being Kipak, he is now Suave. And we have Becca as Zahar. And if you look really closely behind Becca, you can see Brick, the back of his head, not paying attention playing Minecraft or something. So feel free to make fun of him as the stream goes on. There you go. Uh, so this is going to be a uh, potential little mini-series, uh, sort of a one-shot, but it's a little bit long, so we may have another session in the future, depending on how this one goes. Uh, <clears throat> but I'm just going to move on and get on into the story, because I've been sitting on this for forever. And of course, Sirenscape is not working on my computer, so I need to fix that super quick. Damn it, I can't. I can oh. still hear it. I hear it now. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can hear, it. hear it too. Sounds like the ocean. Am I the noob that the only one without headphones on? <laughs> Maybe. That's how I roll. All right. Like a boss. Music back on stream. Okay. Uh, so moving right along into the backstory of this session. We are on the continent of Ayera in the world of Archeron. The party is meeting for a joint effort between the Romana and the Aslans, with the ship named Chioplator Desser, or known as the Sky Carver. The ship was created as a new way to trade between the nations over the mountains that bisect the continent. Your party was assembled by Tarkin in Ariminum, the capital city of Romana, for guard duty aboard the ship during its maiden voyage. The information about the ship has largely been kept a secret, and rumors say that it's powered by magic to travel faster than a traditional ship. The job is standard for the party's line of work. Protect the crew from sea creatures, pirate attacks, and keep everyone in line. The answer to the captain only. The pay is 500 gold per person, half up front, half upon successful return to Ariminum. So, you all are in the city of Ariminum, uh, it is also known as the City of Marble. The city is surrounded by a thick wall, the top being constantly patrolled, and the gateways always watched and monitored by legionnaires. Every inch of the gleaming white stone that makes up a majority of the structures here are polished and clean. The roofs are covered in layered shingles of red clay. The doors are all expertly carved and beautiful. Some are the normal height for a person to cross through, while others seem overly large and ornate to flaunt one's wealth. Here and there, one can see depictions of Thalia in both of her states, the local deity, either in her poet form or her warrior form. Scattered around are smaller depictions of the other deities, usually outside personal residences where immigrants choose to display their chosen deity and worship them. The, de uh, the decorative statues range from marbled stone to brass, silver, and even gold. Along the main streets, at even intervals, are three-meter-high obelisks with large, bold braziers resting on top. At sundown, workers walk down the streets to light the braziers to give another few hours of light for the denizens of Ariminum to see by at night. They can be seen filling the braziers again the next dawn, 
prepping them for the next evening. Patrolling the streets are legionnaires in groups of two up to groups of 11. The larger patrols are usually accompanied by a higher ranking legionnaire, and each legionnaire carries a tower shield, spear, and a short sword on their belt. The commanders tend to carry only a short sword with them. The general populace is varied racially and culturally, but the majority seem to be those at home in Romana. The weather being fairly warm all year long and a cooling breeze from the sea allows the populace to wear whatever suits their desires the most. Over-the-shoulder togas, the favorite dress of the Romanans, salt-soaked cotton and leather of the neighboring pirates, the heavy and light furs of visiting rocusings, the gold-adorned Aslans with their feathered accents, the long, swooping dresses and long coats of the knights visiting from across the seas, the hides and dirty armor of greenskins testing their might in the Colosseum, or the colorful kimonos of the Takatari across the mountains. And very rarely, you may even see a dapper suit from one of the people uh, visiting from the untamed west. Everyone is able to wear what they like and be comfortable in the temperate climate of Araminum. So, the five of you wake up early in the morning, leave your various uh, inns and taverns or gutters, wherever you managed to find rest the night before, and you head towards the Wharfmaster's office. You all have met with Tarkin before. He's a small goblin, usually wears tattered clothes, green skin, bright red eyes, notches in his ears from various fights, golden piercings, not too close that they cling together, but enough to show uh, and flaunt his own personal wealth. <clears throat> so, we'll go one by one, allow you to introduce your characters. Uh, and I'll actually go ahead and cover this real quick. As you all approach Tarkin's office, you see that the structure is very odd. It looks as if Tarkin took an existing Roman structure and knocked out everything but the roof to replace it with the aft of a ship. A clever enchantment was placed on the interior to give the sensation that one was actually out at sea with a gentle rocking motion beneath the feet. It tends to give first-time visitors a bit of vertigo. The interior, Gregor, as you are the first to arrive, is designed to look like that of a captain's quarters on a ship. There are shelves upon shelves of logbooks and manifestos of ships coming and going. A board near the door has posters of wanted persons and the descriptions of their ships and aliases. A sturdy desk lies in the dead center of the room with a tall chair sitting behind it. Behind that is a hammock stretching across the large bay window that overlooks the sea. So Gregor, as you arrive within Tarkin's office, you see the little goblin sitting behind the desk scribbling away at a logbook. Would you like to describe what your character looks like? No, I want to go second. You want to go second? <laughs> okay, go. Uh, Gunter, you are the first to arrive now. Well, yes, I'm Gunter the best. Um, I am a uh, very tall human with a long red beard goes down to my chest. I'm about seven foot tall, and I have a uh, red mohawk that uh, is braided down my back and covered in the animal furs and I'm built like a uh, like a strong man of the modern age uh, large human growth hormone gut and uh, massive thick arms and legs 
and I have two warhammers on my hips. Uh, I have the smell of stale yak piss alcohol around me, and generally I'm always in very good mood. Uh, it takes a little bit to push me over that edge, which you all know about me. Uh, but yes, this is Gunter the best. Excellent. So Gunter arrives in Tarkin's office and he looks up from his scribbling and goes, Ah, good. The first one of you has arrived. Go ahead and uh, just mill about a bit. The rest of your group should be arriving quite soon. Aye. And sure enough, Gunther, as you move out of the doorway, standing behind you, you had no idea he was there, stands Katoon, having slunk up behind you all stealthy-like. Gabe, would you like to introduce your character? So, I'm Katoon, and I, I'm a kind of a sweet talker, and I like to slide into places and, and be there and, and talk about how great I am. I'm about 6'2", and tall, and dark and dashing. I've got my hair kind of in a little faux hawk, kind of clean cut. Got a nice chiseled jaw with a little goatee. Um, and he's just kind of a, a smooth talker. He walks in and, and uh, slides into position. Introduces himself. Ah, good, Katoon. Thought I smelled you coming around here. He kind of taps the side of his long, crooked green nose. No sooner has he said this then Suave struts right on up into the doorway, looking proud as ever. Please, sir, introduce yourself. Navas, mateys. I'm Ryan Setter, Suave. Rowdy and rambunctious when you're having fun and uh, smooth smooth sailing when you need to be. I'm, uh, I'm a very chas- charismatic gentleman. Uh, I'm a changeling who is not shy to show off this fact. Pure white skin with dark black webbing across the arm. Hair slicked back. Uh, my rapier on my back. I'm ready for anything to come about my day. For now, smooth sailing. It's all we can ever hope for. Just keep your donations going swiftly to Seto, and you should have a pleasant journey. Ah, excellent! I see Zahar is here. Welcome, madame. Please, enter. Well, while I'm here, you're definitely damned. So, I am a tabaxi, little sand cat. Coming from you from the desert. Spent most of my time up in Rokasin. But, if you meat bags need me, I don't have a problem helping out. A bit of sass for the group. Very good. Keep them in line, lassie. Well, that's uh, that is one, two, three. That's four of you. We're just missing one more. Gregor. I uh, come in through the front door. I am Gregor, seven feet tall, Goliath. I basically have to duck in through the door. Uh, the table and every, everything on the table subtly shakes as I take every step into the into the room. And uh, basically grew up in this town, was lost, but now I am found. And happy to be a part of this crew. Uh, I may come off shy 
soft-spoken, but not really. And uh, basically had a military background, but I'm glad I'm out. And because of this military background, I hate authority. I need everyone but Gregor to make a history check for me real quick here. Absolutely. Okay. It'll be a five from me, good sir. <laughs> Big old minus one. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Eight. Checks out. Eight. We rolled the same then. Uh, what'd you get there, Katoon? I'm struggling over here. It's not rolling for some reason. There you go. The first roll, roll, and I've already been betrayed by my dice. Physical dice, man. That's where it's at. We've got a two, a three, and a five. There we go. I got an eleven. Eleven. So, uh, three of you see Gregor come in, and you notice his height, and you kind of give him a nod. Uh, Katoon, you are the only one so far that recognizes him from his time in the gladiatorial arena as one of the previous champions and sort of disappeared for a bit. Interesting. Um, wait, so that's uh, Gregor? Correct. Oh, okay, so I kind of like walk over to Gregor and go, uh, I hear you're the best man. What happened? Thank Thank you. Yes. Uh, I appreciate that. I uh, worked uh, in the pits and uh, fought my way to the top. Oh, I only like gambled in the pits, but yeah. it's always I, uh, good to watch. Yeah, well, I'm glad I could put on a show for you. Yeah, well, maybe you can make me some money, more money next time. Yeah, well, I have never lost, so I think I should have made you all the money. Um, but yes, I fought my way out of it. And, but I also try to keep that on the down low. Oh, okay. Hush, hush. Do I hear this? Make a perception check, because it is a fairly small room, but... The seven feet figure is like, seven. hello, please, I'm a great Hi, warrior. I'm a great guy. <laughs> uh, what'd you roll, Swath? Seven. Seven. Uh, you are currently looking in a glass display box trying to fix your hair, make sure everything's all happy hunky-dory. <laughs> ah, to have the sweet sea breeze blow through the hair again. Uh, someone's in their cups early this morning. Well... You're all here. Three sheets to the wind. Well, let us not dilly-dally. Let us uh, go on down to see the magnificent vessel you shall be guarding this day. Come on! And he, you see him hop down off his chair and just disappears behind the desk and will eventually appear around the side. He's got a logbook in his hand and he just brushes past your giant legs, heads on out the door. At least someone here is reasonably sized. And she just, like, follows him out. <laughs> yeah. I kind of just walk behind him, like, my dagger kind of in my hands, just, like, tinkering with my nails. I'm just, like, wandering aimlessly. Six foot two unreasonably heighted my ass. <laughs> I 
and I follow along. All right. So, you all follow after Tarkin, and he leads you down the winding streets, further down multiple tiers of the city, until you get to the docks. And from a distance, you were able to see the ship that you will be guarding, the Chiopletor Dessert. It is a gorgeous ship. It's made of the finest Hakatari wood, trimmed and supported by Aslan gold, which all of you are aware, uh, the Aslans have a process known only to them that can make gold as strong, if not stronger, than steel. So you see this mighty, beautiful ship, and standing out in front of it is a fairly tall human, and Tarkin walks up to him. You see this uh, human male has uh, light brown skin, his eyes are a vibrant yellow, his hair is fully braided and tied back in a ponytail, and his beard is closely trimmed with some gold uh, jewelry tucked into it. He stands in stark contrast to the ship, which is nice, clean, and angular, and meanwhile he's standing there in an older, worn, frayed jacket, frayed from years out at sea, dark cloth and leathers that are accented by bright feathers uh, from his homeland. And around his waist is a weapon belt. It appears he has a pistol and a short sword of some kind. The man is busy directing people around the ship, and eventually he sees Tarkin arrive and goes, Ah! Oh, they are Tarkin. These are who you have found to guard our mighty vessel. Oi, that's them. Best I could find. Gonna have to do what you gotta do. The captain looks at you all and goes, Well, it's a clear day. Clouds are sparse. I am Captain Atlakoya. You may simply call me Atla if you wish. So, might I have your names, please? Reinset. Suave. Pleasure to meet you. And I take a quick lean against the mizzen mast. I'm kind of inspecting my dagger a little bit and Katoon. Right here. Zahar. And I'm just looking around and kinda of like looking at all the mechanics of the ship. I've I got her. <laughs> I'm Gregor. Tip of the well, it's good to meet you all. You will be answering to me and me alone. Any other orders coming from any other member of the ship, you want to ignore them. So, make yourselves comfortable. We will be setting out shortly. We'll head a few leagues out into sea to test a few things on the old girl. <clears throat> then we should be back within the day. Easy payday for the lot of you. Do you require any assistance around the lady? Just make sure... Everything stays in tip-top shape. No one's doing anything odd. We have a smaller crew than normal. And you'll see why once we get out onto the waves. And as you all are looking around, you notice that there's not a lot of people on the ship. And you look to the ship neighboring it, and there's 20, 30 people just milling about, rigging the sails, and looking on the Chiop, uh, Chiopto, bleh, 
mouth is not wording. Chopletor Dessert, uh, you see that there's a lot of mechanical features to this ship. Where once a group of five or more men was needed, it looks like maybe one or two can handle the task with relative ease. So, Captain's quarters is up here at the top. You will be staying down below, should it take longer than a day for us to head out and come back. Plenty of hammocks. Make yourselves comfortable. We'll be setting out here shortly. Do you have a big enough hammock for me? <laughs> he kind of looks at you, and... You sleep on the plantains. <laughs> <laughs> All the hammocks are the same size. I wish you luck. There is hay that you may sleep on, but you will be bedding with the chickens. You have room in... How is your quarters? That is none of your concern. Well. Hmm. Don't worry, Gregor. We can set something up, I'm sure. I won't be needing my hammock, so you may be able to combine the two and make something... Useful, I suppose. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hmm. It doesn't help if we have anybody overly tired when we're supposed to be watching our own backs. Well, I definitely have yours. That's real cute of you. Call On me board. cute one more time and this will be without a captain. I may be fluffy. That doesn't mean I'm cute. Word of advice. Make an intimidation check. Um, let's see. Give me one sec. I got a nine. A nine. Is they, are you giggling at me? What? No. No, not you. Him. Oh. Zeke, shut He's up. Not, yeah. Right. Duly noted. On you get. We'll be casting off soon. You see him. He looks away from you and he scans the docks. He goes, Oi, Benji! Cast off! He gets on board the Hi, ship, Benji. goes up the steps, gets behind the wheel, and he waits for his crew to handle their duties. Benji, you see, is in the middle of pulling the ropes off the side where the ship has been anchored. And hearing the call of his captain, you see a tall male half-orc come up the gangplank, shouting orders over the side. He nods at you all and walks on about his duties. As he's doing his duties, getting the ship prepared to set sail, I'd like to study how effortlessly this ship makes the job and how the mechanics of everything work. Okay. Uh, is are you getting like up close and cur and personal, up close and personal, or are you just sort of like blankly looking? Um, shamelessly shadowing, just kind of standing okay. nearby and observing his doing. Uh, make an investigation check. Is there anything else? Natty one. You what? <laughs> Natty one. Natty one. Uh, you see them going up to the the rigging and the pulleys and they're turning things and they're manipulating stuff but you're too distracted 
by your own personal biases of how a ship should be run. You're just kind of, oh, that's not how we would do it. And you just walk away disgusted. Can I go back and shout, let me have a hand at this. It confuses me and irks me. The uh, sailor who's currently holding his device looks at you and looks behind you. And Benji is standing there. And he's six foot three, so he's a pretty tall dude. He goes, you mind keeping away from me mates? They have work to be doing. I was I was asking him. Sorry. Oh, Benji. Sorry, I thought you yes, were on I'm the guy. Uh, you know what? Maybe another time. Let's get us out of port first, aye? Aye. Excellent. Step off a bit. He kind of turns his back to you and goes back to what he's doing. Uh, is anyone else doing anything as the ship is casting uh, off? Do I know who uh, Benji... Would I know who Benji is? Any backstory with him? Mm, I, I look no. at him and I think... Yeah, okay. Most, most of your time was spent uh, more towards the, the city pit. center. This seems to yeah. be a grizzled seaman. Uh, yeah. You've not really done much boat work up to this point. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. No, I kind of look for some high ground. Is there something like, uh, maybe not the main mast or something, just to get a little perspective on the ship as we start to pull out? Uh, sure. So when you came up, you were on the, the top deck in the middle, and to your left would be the two stairs that go up to where the captain is standing on the, uh, the, the wheel. Uh, towards the front of the ship, there's another small set of stairs. You see two doors in the front that... A little like small staircase dips down to where those doors are, and then a flatter part up towards the prow of the ship. Uh, other okay. than that, you can certainly try to climb the rigging if you would like. Um, yeah, I think I'd like to get a little higher up. Let's see how I'm gonna climb the rigging. Okay, uh, make an acrobatics check. Make sure you don't, you know, rip your ankle off in the ropes or anything. Okay. It is a, a nat 20 plus 10, so 30. <laughs> a nat 20. You are going up that rigging so fast, it doesn't even look like you're using your hands. You're just using it like a set of stairs. And the rest of you just see this darker figure just all the way up. And uh, do, you, do you go all the way up into the crow's nest? Do you just sort of Jack Sparrow it, standing up with your hand on the mast and just standing on one of the... Yeah, I think I jack sparrow it. I go just below the crow's nest, so I can kind of still hear what's going on below me a little bit. Okay. Uh, I mean, with, with that roll, easy enough. You could probably line dance up there and not fall off. Uh, so yeah, as you're standing up there, you see the crew is preparing for everything and begin uh, being pushed back. And as soon as the ship begins to move, every single hand on that ship, except the captain, walks to the side, takes a coin and throws it over the edge into the water. Uh, Suave, you would be doing the same. And oh, I think I would be too. Uh, yes, so most of you actually would know of this uh, tradition in dropping a coin or some sort of wealth into the ocean to appease Seto and essentially praying for a safe journey. You are certainly welcome to ignore this tradition if you would like. 
No, I think I flip a coin from the top and watch it kind of arc into the ocean. I take a look around and kind of look at the minuscule crew, and I'm like, extra coin goes in. <laughs> like, <laughs> two. I grab five, I chuck them to see. Seto ye slide on. Do the same. Just one. <clears throat> I top and toss in one silver. Okay. Gunther, are you doing the same? I dumped the remainder of my ale that I've been sipping on the whole time over the side. I do not recognize these gods. <laughs> I slap him on the back. Well, Seto appreciates a drink. <laughs> All right. Now, hmm? would I recognize the mechanics of what's going on with the ship, Ian? Like uh, all the different... You are familiar with how a normal ship would work. Um, there's a lot here that seems mechanical and maybe even magical in nature. Because you've most of you have been on ships before. You've seen that just to raise and lower the sail requires a team of men working pulleys and it seems like there's only two people that are able to get this massive sheet of cloth to go up and down on the sides of the ship it's pretty spectacular to watch i was meaning more as an artificer and less of as a someone who's oh time oh the ship. oh got it okay apologies um yeah make an investigation check if you would please okay swab still cries up at the sails <laughs> <laughs> you bloody confounded magical rigging. <laughs> okay, so that's nine. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, you've tinkered with things similar. Um, it's almost like they're using clockwork magic to aid them. Because you've worked pulleys before, even in a, a blacksmithing shop, and you know that you need a lot of leverage to get something that big to go up, but these, these pulleys are quite small, and they don't seem to be really struggling with it. So your first thought is, there's some mechanics in there, maybe clockwork and design, maybe a little bit magical that's aiding them and sort of assisting in being able to perform this, and it's... You really want to get out one and take it apart. But maybe not a good idea when the ship's about to go out to sea. Later. 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 So, the ship is pulled out past the port, turns, the sails are unfurled, and soon you are heading out into the ocean. Uh... I sit down on the side of the ship as if this is my first rest in a long time. Okay. Um... The ship is heading out. The waves are crashing against the bow. There's the gentle rocking that some of you are familiar with. Some of you maybe haven't felt the sensation before. Is there anything you would like to do as a ship heads out into sea? Gunther would like to uh, pull out a small piece of wood and begin uh, whittling off to the side as I'm just watching everybody aboard the vessel. Nothing uh, obtuse or drawing any attention. Okay. Um, make a perception check for me while you're whittling. 
That is a 13 plus 3, 16. 16. You whittle for a while. This is nothing new to you. It's a little bit bigger than what you're used to. You're used to a little bit more smaller personal uh, vessels. But she seems to be handling pretty well. And you watch as the coastline slowly shrinks into the distance. You can still see further up the coast, uh, maybe even barely able to see the wall of the Northern Romanan Empire. But so far, everything seems okay. And you're scanning the horizon for the clouds. The weather looks like it's going to be phenomenal. Cool breeze. Couldn't have asked for better sailing weather. And we are heading west, correct? Correct. You are heading directly west out of the port. So everybody seems like they're kind of focused on their tasks. So I'm going to go up to Gregor. Mm -hmm. Gregor, would you like to go see if we can rig you up something downstairs while everybody is distracted? Yes, let's do that. I appreciate okay. that. And so as I'm going down with him to wherever the like the sleeping area is, I'm also mm -hmm. going to be keeping an eye out for any nooks and crannies I can kind of hide in so that when I want to take my rest, I'm not exposed and I can just like hide in like a nook. Okay. Um, so you see that there are uh, two ways to get down below decks. Uh, in the center of the ship seems to be a covered stairway uh, that's currently closed off just to keep people from tripping and falling into it. Uh, in the middle of the ship, there's also a long line of metal grates that you can see down into, and it looks like they're able to be removed for the purposes of uh, loading and offloading cargo for the voyage. Towards the front part of the ship, you see two staircases going up that leads to where the capstan is, but in the middle of those, uh, like two or three steps down, are two doorways that you can go into. Uh, upon walking inside of them, you go down. Uh, there's a few lanterns that are inside to keep it light and so you're not just stumbling around in the dark. Uh, you see immediately in front of you two doorways that appear to be locked with heavy padlocks. And immediately to either side, there's more staircases that go down. Walking down those staircases, you see that this is where the cannons are stored. And there's a little bit of a, like a, a short, like wooden wall, almost uh, uh, thigh high to keep things from rolling around. There's crates. You can see what looks like cannonballs, ballista bolts, crates of various sizes. And if you head further uh, towards the uh, rear of the ship, you see that there are a few posts with hammocks strung up. There's um, 12 of them. Groups of six stacked too high. Okay. And there's, like I said, there's no like little dark corner in there. It's basically just like a little open space. It looks like you may be able to, uh, if you were to hop over the small wall where the, uh, where the supplies are stored, you might be able to kind of tuck yourself away in one of the crates. There is some straw laying there as well to keep things from jostling around too much. You could probably scrounge something together to keep yourself tucked away and not be trod upon. Okay. Um, so you said they're hanging so that it's two, like one above the other, and then it's in groups of six? Right. So there's uh, there are six poles going from floor to ceiling. 
and from one pole there's a hammock that goes to the next and then from that pole to the wall and there's three or two rows of three but they're too high so it's a total of 12 hammocks I'm actually while I'm hanging from the mast, I think I'm gonna start seeing if I can notice any patterns with the way the crew's moving around and just take note of the movements they tend to do um while they're operating. Uh go ahead and make a perception check for me. Okay. And actually I suppose I could um Get you guys. Oh, not great. Uh, nine perception. Nine for perception. Um, you are looking around and trying to see things, but um, the crew's not really around much. Like you're you're looking to watch and see what they're doing to keep the ship running, but most of them seem to be just sort of lazily walking around the top deck of the ship, occasionally jumping to as the captain calls out an order, but for the most part, it almost seems like the ship is sailing itself. It's very strange. Uh, I'm going to bring you all over to another map on Foundry so you can sort of see what you're working with here. Let's see. So you went down to the bottom. I'm hold. now in uh, the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, and let's see. You were taking Gregor with you, correct? Yeah. No. Okay. So we'll bring while you over there too. While we're down there, I'm also being like, this dark area reminds me of the pits. Uh, let's see. Uh, so on Foundry, if you click the top left, the where you've got the person sitting there, it says uh, token yeah. controls when you're on it. Um, I'm trying to remember how you're able to ping. Are you talking about oh like over there? How do I move you? Uh, I'll I'll move your your characters around. No, I, I just you... mean so I can see what I'm looking at. Like I'm trying to get a better idea of. Okay, so you're actually over here investigating the, uh, yeah. the hammocks. And Gregor, where are you running around looking at? Uh, I am checking out this area. Okay. So within the... there, uh, as, as I was saying before, there's crates sitting on straw to keep it from jostling around so much. There appear to be cannonballs and uh, ballista bolts set aside for defense. You see there's uh, sacks that appear to be gunpowder and the like, just the more military aspects of the ship. Where were, actually, where were the two doors that were, or the, one of the doors that were locked? Uh, one of the locked doors is up here in this area, which gotcha. let me bring you over there to take a peek. Yep. So there's two doors there and there yeah. that are locked. Okay. I would like to study the lock on 
that like that's on the door, I guess. Okay. Just uh, like really looking at it. You go and you look at the lock. It looks like a very <laughs> thick padlock. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. And Katoon, you are kind of up on the mast there. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things that you see, and I'll actually bring you over there real quick just to reveal that area because Foundry is kind of weird. Uh, towards the front of the ship, you see, from your vantage point, you're able to see two large graded squares towards the front of the ship. Um, it's a little hard to see from this angle exactly what they are. You're maybe assuming that it's more, uh, maybe more storage or, uh, you know, cargo grates. Not entirely sure from this vantage point. Interesting. Is there anything else anyone else would like to do while the ship is heading further out? I would like to walk up to Sir Benji and uh, have a word with him. Sir Benji, I'd like to apologize for my coarse behavior earlier. Should you need me, I'll have a rest up in the crow's nest on the lookout. Well, um, he's kind of looking at you and kind of looks up in the crow's nest. Be a bit of a tight fit. We already have a man up there. And it looks like your friend's up there too, so. I'll rest on one of the rungs. And I walk off without another word and climb up just rest on the ladder. He kind of watches you curiously for a moment, but doesn't seem to feel the need to stop you at all. Anyone else? Um, Ian, can I take two of the hammocks down and kind of sew their ends together and then attach one to one of the poles and then one to the other wall? So it makes like an extended hammock? Uh... Make a... Oops. Nate's camera got turned off. Say it. Yeah, kind of... I'm here. I'll come back. Well, it just, it messes up the, uh... The, the, yeah. yeah, the yeah, stream is go. all wonky. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, what kind of a check would that be? Let's take a, a wee little peek here. Kind of survival or performance? Maybe? Hap, 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 hap. I'm the DM. I'll decide. My vote be survival. <laughs> Mute me. You know what? Fuck it. Fine. Check. Make a survival check. See if I can. <laughs> Love you, in. <laughs> you bastard. Oh, natural 20 plus 3. 23. I guess it doesn't fucking matter what I told you to do anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes you maybe 30 minutes or so. You're, you're pretty handy with textiles. Uh, you don't really have a, uh, a kit to really do any proper sewing with you, but there's plenty of rope around that you, you can come up with something. Don't have a kit? Which one did I pick? Do you have a sewing kit? Um, give me a second. Let me you look. Got a natural twenty. Uh, Put your bitch in. <laughs> I'm not bitching. I'm just making sure. No, you you do not have a sewing kit. Okay. What I'm able to see, but regardless, right, you were able we to make about it work. It. Yes. Um, hold out the duct tape. Duct <laughs> <laughs> tape fixes everything. Duct okay. tape and vodka. You're drinking like the, vodka. Uh, 
Well, fuck it, it's noon for you. Whatever, you do you, boo. I didn't say I'm drinking it now, I'm just saying it fixes everything. Oh. Can confirm. I like to rejoin at the hammocks. Okay. So you head on back down to uh, Zahar, and you see her. She seems to be really good at what she's doing. Like, she is taking one of the hammocks, and she's tying it together in such a way that when she attaches it back to the pole, it has to go at a bit more of an angle than the rest of them that are all lined up, but it'll fit you. Appreciate this. This looks awesome. Everybody should be comfortable, regardless of how quickly we leave this particular home. And again, we would all want to be very well rested, considering we have to watch each other's backs, yes? Yes. Agreed. Okay. And then she kind of like walks off and goes and looks in that area to see if there's anywhere that she can kind of like fit herself so her back's against the wall. Okay. Uh, you, you go and you take a peek and you you, you feel that there's because there's a wall uh, right along in here that you should be able to uh, post up at and be more or less left alone. Okay. Behind the little wall, it seems to be all... Um, Again, supplies for the cannons and for the defense of the ship. So the likelihood of someone just coming in there and bothering you to get like a potato, not that strong. So you feel this is, this is a pretty good spot to to kind of chill at. Okay. So I also like to go above deck. Okay. Back up to the top, almost to where the <laughs> helm is. Okay, so you head up... Uh... Yep. To the helm of the ship. You see there's a big wheel, which is where the captain is standing. And he's guiding the ship out. He seems to be just kind of lazily handling the wheel. It doesn't seem like it requires too much effort to turn it. And he's just keeping the noise pointed straight west. Oh. Cool. Alright. Uh, so, you all sail for the next hour or so occasionally peering over the side of the ship just to watch as the land behind you gets further and further away until eventually the curvature of the planet makes it so that all you can see in any direction is just water. In the meantime, I'd like to just be occupying some space on one of the crossbeams uh, where Katoon isn't uh, occupying. Okay. Uh, I also want to be studying the captain on how he's running the ship. Okay. Uh, the captain seems to just only occasionally bark out an order or two with how smooth the waves seem to be and with the favorable wind. There's really not much left to be done. But eventually, after hours of sailing, you hear the captain call out. All hands, prep for flight. What the fuck? Sorry, what? <laughs> and there's suddenly a flurry of movement on the top of the ship. Those of you up in the rigging, you see the man in the crow's nest is fastening something to himself. The people down below are raising the sails where... Um, Katoon and Suave are standing. 
Thankfully, you're out of the way and no one seems to need to be up there to do anything, but you see the crew is working the pulleys down below fast. The sails are coming up. And eventually everything is tucked away. Uh, Gunther, you being Gosh. at the edge of the ship, you hear a sound that by instinct sends a chill down your spine. It is the sound of water flooding into an unoccupied space. You lean over the edge towards the front of the ship and you see that there was a hatch that is now open and water is surging into the inside of the ship. But there's also a weird blue glow and you see what looks to be a giant crystal is pushing out the side of the ship into the water and is slowly pulsing. I take it I've never seen anything like this before. You've seen nothing like this in your life. Your first immediate thought was, oh fuck, we're sinking, we're gonna die. But the ship doesn't appear to be losing any height in the water. You look towards the rear of the ship and something similar is happening on a slightly smaller scale. And eventually all of you begin to feel the ship raising and bobbing in a different way. You've, in the last few hours you felt the ship ride the waves, but now it's going up and up and up and higher. And you hear just the rushing of water as it's dripping off of every surface and every hole that was in the side of the ship that's now been opened up. And soon enough, you no longer hear the sound of the waves crashing against the side and the prow of the ship. There's still wind in your, in your hair, but this is altogether a strange feeling. Ryan said, I... fucking terrifiedly hugs the crossbeam. Set a white up. Why in the blazes did I offer you five pieces of eight just for you to abandon me? You bitch. I apologize. <laughs> I grab my uh, holy symbol and they say, Valkyrie, why must you test me so? <laughs> yeah, and... I kind of look for some rigging or a rope or something like casually, but like just to kind of grab onto a little tighter than I had been. The gods made me short for a reason, and this tabby cat is not meant to be going up higher than she's supposed to. No, no, no. You put me back down. Yar, she be a bush baby. <laughs> I'm all no, no. About it. I'm all about the thrill. <laughs> so while I'm everyone cheering. else appears to be nervous, Gregor is just like, this is awesome. <laughs> He's a tall bastard already. He's used to the height. How, how tall is your character, Zahar, again? I'm like three foot tall. Oh, <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm supposed to be close to the ground. <laughs> I am short for a reason. I don't even like stepladders. Fuck this shit. <laughs> All right. Mindset scurries down below deck. I'd be taking a cock. <laughs> Just you're, you, so you're, you're going straight below you're deck. You're taking a cock. C-A-U-L-K. Okay. You fucker. <laughs> Takes a nap and runs <laughs> Gunther looks over edge. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. This Get is not flat. very good. 
as you were peering over the edge, you see another set of hatches open up, and these long, fin-like sails appear out of the side that appear to be what is uh, meant to keep the ship the right side up. And you're still heading forward, and it's it's weirdly smooth. Every now and then you feel a little bit of a little bit of a drop, but it's almost as if the ship is if if it weren't for the breeze washing past your face, blowing your beard and your mohawk, you would be convinced that you were sitting still. Where be my complimentary beer nuts? <laughs> That's one of the other crew members. Uh, <laughs> so walking about on the deck of the ship. Does the ship react to any sort of shifting of weight? Is it, like, uh, pretty steady? Or is there, like, any sort of slight rocking from side to side? You push away from the wall, and you kind of test your footing to make sure that everything's okay. You stomp a bit. You run over to one side. And you you don't really feel anything. It's, It's strange. It feels very, very solid. As you make it to the other side and you look over, you see that there are two crystals on the right side of the, or the uh, port side as well. And while there's a little bit of a swaying, it feels more like you're on a dinghy in a lake versus a ship in the middle of an ocean that has bigger waves where you have to really lean to adjust. This feels very subtle. And so even a man, a man of your set, it's a very smooth ride. And even a man of your stature doesn't seem to be enough to really make it go tippy-tippy one way. Very well. Good reference, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, <laughs> so Zahara's going to take her shoes off and start using, like, you know, like how the cats have the retractable claws? <laughs> just, like, digging them in as she's walking, like, across the deck, like, clinging onto it. And she's just, like, carrying her shoes, like, nope, 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 extra... extra. Extra hole down. <laughs> All right. Nope. Uh, so, Katoon, you're staying up in the rigging, and you've casually grabbed hold of a rope just to be safe. For sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just taking it all in, trying to look cool. Just still, just just taking it all in. Okay. Uh, so, Suave has gone oh, down below decks. The ship seems to still be going up. Up, 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 higher and higher. Do I notice it getting cooler at all? Yes, uh, good question. It, it is getting a little bit chilly. The The wind the wind oddly has changed. Where before it was coming sort of uh, uh, like northeast, southwest, which is what was helping propel you before, it's, as you're getting higher, the wind seems to be coming from a different direction altogether. Interesting. Is that affecting the ship? Around. It doesn't appear to be affecting the ship much at all. There's occasionally a little bit of a little bob as the air currents kind of jostle a little bit. Um, every now and then you get that one little moment where your stomach kind of drops a bit and you kind of go, <laughs> didn't like that. <laughs> Swab's just below deck rocking himself in a hammock. Just, what do we do with a drunk sky pirate? What do we do with a drunk sky pirate? <laughs> <laughs> I see uh, Zara walking around with her little claw feet out. I see her walking around looking very nervous. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd like to approach the little one. 
Um, you seem very uncomfortable. Again, the gods did not intend for me to be higher than three foot. I would prefer to be back down where I am at three foot. Not whatever 300 bullshit feet this is. Well, if you look at it simply, if we fall, we would not feel it. That is very reassuring, Big Ben. Thank you. You have to look at things very simply from my point of view. It's about I can now that, that Benji walks past you, seems very comfortable with how the ship is handling, and he goes, By the way, we're actually probably more than a thousand feet up at this point. Thank you, Mr. Benji. <laughs> I appreciate all of the help that you have contributed to this conversation. Now, will you please kindly fuck off and die? <laughs> And she just kind of, like, scuttles over to, like, where she can have, like, a wall at her back and just is, like, sitting there with her fingernails into the deck and her toenails, like, into the deck and just is, like, ready to be done. (laughs) Are we going above clouds? Uh, Not yet. The clouds are getting pretty close. Still going up. (laughs) Is it going straight (laughs) up or are we kind of moving? Moving in a forward, upward kind of trajectory. Yeah, is it tilted at all? Doesn't appear like, to be. I, oh, I mean, y- y- well, you were on the mast and you were on the ocean. You were you were having to lean with it so you didn't slip off one end of the mast, and now you are just solid, just, just very much like a dirigible almost. I keep telling the captain to go higher. So, uh, Zahar, you you look over towards the captain. You see Gregor, this big man, just like higher. Higher! <laughs> oh. My dear, I was already nice to you once. Please do not make me be mean. <laughs> and she just like hunkers down even further, realizing that we are indeed going higher. <laughs> like, no. So maybe 10, 15 minutes pass, and. Uh, Let's see, Katoon, uh, you were actually the first to realize that you're feeling a little, little damp in places, and you, you had been looking down, and you look up, and you're being brushed by, by clouds, and it's leaving moisture on your hair and on your clothes. I think I take that as a cue to kind of work my way back down the mast and, and get on solid ground. Okay. Uh, are you going down the ladder or are you going down the rigging? I'm going to go down the ladder. It's going to kind of walk <laughs> over and take the ladder down. It's okay. like this, this moisture is kind of throwing me off. I'm like, uh, I'm not used to the, this type of environment. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's down in his hammock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you come back down onto the deck and... The rest of you see Katoon come down, and he he appears damp. Uh, Not really soaked, but it's still just kind of weird. And eventually, all of you begin to feel this dampness on your hair and your skin, and your clothes get a little bit weighed down as the ship goes up through the clouds, and it becomes instantly foggy. You can't really see much. But within a minute or two, you're up above the clouds, and... You see the ocean down below, and it's like you're almost in another sea of white. Sir, does my hammock become a water burning? 
you're actually weirdly dry. The, the clouds don't seem to be really getting much below deck. Uh, you do lean up and kind of like just kind of peek around a little bit, and you start seeing like dashes of white go past the cannon windows, and you go, nah. <laughs> is the deck getting slick? Uh, the deck is getting a little bit damp. It's not terribly slick because it's it is meant to be a seafaring vessel, but uh, it might not be a terrible idea to watch your footing. Great. So there's water, there's height, basically everything I hate, all in one location. I would ask for something to kill. However, I don't want to jinx us. I walk over to the front of the ship and and kind of look into those grates now that I'm uh, closer to them. Okay. You're not going to pull a king of the world? Not yet. <laughs> uh, so as you walk past and you go up to look into the grates, you do see uh, Zahar is just kind of like latched onto the corner between the uh, the two staircases. Uh, but you do go up and you look in the grates, and you kind of peer down, and it's a bit dark. There's no lights down below in that particular area, but it appears to be a manned ballista. Then. We're heavily armed. Yeah, I just take note of the ballistas and kind of just keep walking and just taking in what's going on. Okay. So. I'm not going to lie. I thought the noise in my ear was metal fake snoring, and then I realized it's <laughs> rigging. <laughs> All right. uh, nice. So, it appears that the ship is no longer ascending. It seems to be keeping a level path above the clouds. Um, but otherwise, it seems smooth. Is there anything you all would like to do that you haven't already been doing? Hmm? Uh, Heave I off the edge of the ship! <laughs> I haven't <gasps> seen the front Build of back the ship. You haven't seen the front of the ship? Yeah, I would like to go to the front of the ship. Uh, where'd you go? I'm by the helm. Oh, yeah, 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 there you are. How do I get this to move? Oh, I'm still in that little hole, that's why. Oh, okay. Uh, Let me get you back up top. So you're about there for now. Now, the real question is, how do I move this over? Uh, at the moment, your character can only be moved by me. Because I wasn't able to really... I'm just trying to move perspection oh, uh, so I can see right, where I'm right at. Click, right click and drag. Oh, gotcha. Right. Nope. It's working for me. Well, hootie who. That sucks. Uh-huh. Maybe if I hit that. Oh, button. there it goes. Yeah. I have special ping privileges. All right. Uh, so, you're all above the clouds. The captain seems to be grinning to himself as he's watching you all. Uh, some of you panic, some of you just seem intrigued. He calls out and goes, So! What do you all think? I love it. I turned and pulled my... I'm playing with my dagger again. What kind of trouble do you expect up here? Why would you jinx us? I have to ask. (laughs) It is a marvel, the one I could live without seeing. I've heard of sky dragons. I've heard of sea dragons. I've not heard of sky sea dragons. I think we'll be all right. Or I hope. 
What'd you say there, Gunther? I just said, what happens will happen. We don't have control over it, so why worry about it? I accept any enemy. And we'll destroy it. Joy. I'm not prepared for gravity to be my enemy. <laughs> you just hear uh, Suave shouting from underneath. <laughs> he does not seem to be having a very good time. We're not having oh, a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, the captain is kind of chuckling at you all. Well, this is why we kept it such a closely guarded secret. This should allow us to get over the mountains with ease. Trade with our neighbors. But we didn't particularly want to be uh, testing this where everyone could see. Might cause a bit of a ruckus. So we came out to sea. And knowing the fickleness of Seto, you lot were more here for the first leg of the journey. Will Seto be accompanying us this journey? Or has she abandoned us? We may hope that she does not bother herself with us on this voyage. That was oddly stated. We all know how fickle Seto can be. Even those mm. who pay the proper tributes can sometimes find themselves at the bottom of the ocean. I've tributed for five. I hope that's good. So, the ship continues to sail around for a time. Captain waits for a while. And then you see a man that you hadn't seen before come up from below the deck. Uh, Zahar, it startles you a bit because the door that you're standing beside suddenly opens. And you're already, you know, hackles raised and everything. You're not having a good time. Door opens up and you see a blue-skinned tiefling come walking out. Uh... He's wearing robes of deep blue and purple, and the shoulders are decorated with vibrant feathers of, and a gradient of green to red. And he walks out the door, doesn't even look your way, walks past all of you, straight up to the captain, leans in, and whispers to him. After a moment, the captain nods his head. All right, the test was a success. Let's head home. You all can receive your pay. And he begins cranking the wheel hard to the right. And you all feel the ship list as it turns. And though it's startling, it's not enough to really knock you off your feet. But, uh, Zahar, you're probably grabbing on a little bit harder than before. You're, you're, you're definitely leaving your mark, let's put it that way. <laughs> Does this guy look familiar oh. to me? None of you have seen this man. He wasn't on the ship when it was, or you didn't see him on the top of the ship when it was, um, when it was casting off. You're not entirely sure who this man is. In fact, once he's done whispering to the captain, he seems to be making a beeline straight back to the door he came out next to you, Zahar. But he sees you standing there and decides that he's going to just go to the other door and head back down below. What be this man's name? That man there. 
That man was Arcanist Nawatl. Now, have I heard that name before? Would I have recognized the name? Uh, make a history check. Of course, I'm gonna suck at this, aren't I? Um, seven. Seven? Uh, you're a little preoccupied with holding on for dear life. The name sort of rings a bell, but you're kind of too panicked at the moment to really think of it. Uh, I, I cast Locate Creature and describe... Sorry, Arcanist Zawatl? Nawatl. Nawatl. He is one of the ones responsible for the technology of this ship. Some of the magic that's used to levitate and other <clears throat> little tricks here and there. But yeah, I, I cast Locate Creature to keep track of him because I'm a little bit wary of him. Well, not wary, but confused as to where the fuck this man came from. Okay. Um, you cast a spell quickly. The captain's kind of looking at you curiously as you begin muttering this incantation. Um, and he's now keeping a pretty close eye on you, but you get the little blip of where the man was... Uh, I, hmm? I try to do this stealthily, by the way. Oh, make a stealth check then. Or a sleight of hand check. That would be an 18. Okay, then never mind. The captain is no longer suspicious of you. <laughs> Good. Good job, uh, Metal. You nice. kind of look to the side and you pretend like you're about to sneeze and you say the spell. <laughs> Find that guy! I sneeze out 12 syllables, then Arcanist and Waddle and two more syllables. <laughs> it, it was a sneezing fit. <laughs> uh you you get this uh, little reddish outline, the, the bit of a blip, and you see the man had gone down below deck where you had been laying in the hammock, and he went down the staircase uh, in front of him down further below, and it now is sort of underneath where you are now, but like two levels down below. And we haven't been in that area yet. Correct. Well, you wouldn't know this. You saw him go through the door and disappear. No, I'm just clarifying. Yes, you have not been in that area yet. Um, yeah, I just keep this in the back of my mind for an hour. Uh, have you gone back up to the top deck with the rest of them? Or are you still... Yes, sorry. Okay, just just chechen. Um, so those of you who are on the top deck, so not Zahar since you're kind of tucked away, I need all of you to make a perception check. A 15. <laughs> Nat 20. Nat 20. Um, 26. Natural 1. Natural 1. Oof. What the hell? Why is it not rolling? Uh, what did you get, Suave? 15. 15? Gregor, I saw your roll on D&D Beyond. Oh, okay. Weird. It didn't come up for me. Uh, let's uh, I got a 21. 21. All right. Um, so, oh no, sorry. The first, sorry. It, my thing. Uh, eleven was my yeah, first roll. First one was eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Gunther and Gregor, you are um, distracted. You're kind of holding on as the ship is turning, and uh, 
Gregor, you're just excited. You're just kind of looking at everything, and you're not really paying attention. Uh, but the rest of you, as the ship begins to turn, you see off in the distance darkness. Clouds that are roiling and spinning, flashes of lightning. Uh, and it's weird because it's under you. And all the white that you'd been sailing on for the last hour or so is just becoming a sea of gray, 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 darker and darker and darker. And within what feels like less than five minutes, what was once a nice calm sky is now roiling black clouds. It feels like you're back on the ocean except for the fluffiness. I'm going to be sick. I think I flick another coin over and watch it go into the lightning. You go and you flick the coin and it is struck out of the air by a bolt of lightning and just goes flying off into the distance. You can see brief glimpses down below of the ocean is churning. Massive waves. Um, do I see Sir Benji anywhere nearby? Do, can I look to see how concerned he is about this? Benji is currently running to and fro on the top deck of the ship, as is the rest of the crew. They are all checking the rigging, making sure that everything is tied down and prepared for whatever they are. you are flying into. Even the captain appears to be a little concerned. You can hear heavier whooshing uh, wind as the clouds you were sailing over are just dumping rain underneath. Your calm flight is now far more turbulent. Your feet are coming out from underneath you as the deck drops and comes back up as the rougher air currents Uh, buffet the bottom of the ship. And soon you find yourself in taller clouds, higher than where you had been before. It's like the fog from before, but it's darker. It's cloying. You are becoming soaked with the rain. And there's flashes of lightning down below, and you just see... We're all together uncomfortable right now. Gunther? If, oh. if it is possible, I would like to take my rope out of my back and tie it around the side railing just to give me something to hold on to. Maybe wrap it around myself. Sure. Uh, that's easy enough. You're familiar with the, the knot work that you should be using on a ship. Um, the rest of you and like the brief flashes of lightning and the, the, the brief light that it gives you, you see... Gunther has pulled his pack out and he's pulling the rope out and he's quickly lashing it around like a fucking pro ties it off and he seems to be ready for anything right now. Are the boys sliding around right now or are they still kind of stable? Say that one more time. Are the boys sliding around right now or are they still kind of stable? How's the footing? How's Um, their footing? The footing seems to be a little slick. It's not terrible, but if you, you'll occasionally see a deckhand will kind of go running a little bit, and as he comes to a stop, you see one foot will kind of shoot out just a little bit. Not enough to make him fall, but it's like just like an inch or two extra of uh, 
sliding happening. So then the Zahar is going to kind of make her way out to the middle of the deck where she's out of the way, but kind of sits there and she's going to pull out her hemp rope and just kind of sit there with her nails still digged into the deck, kind of making sure that the boys are all okay and make sure like all the crew is okay. Just kind of like watching. Okay. So you're uh, just kind of keeping an eye on everything more or less. Mm -hmm. I am riding the rockiness of the ship, like a ride. I'm like, so Gray Gregor is just having a fucking blast. <laughs> how how is the the listing and the rocking of the ship? Is it violent? Is it sudden? It, Does it feel different from the sea? It is very uncomfortable with with the sea. The sea you were used to. You're used to. Um, and actually, I meant to swap over to this a while ago, but I kind of forgot. So that's that's my bad. Um. So. With the sea and the roiling waves, it goes down and back up, and it kind of lists to the side. This, you're kind of going along, and then it just drops down real quick and comes back up. Where it's just, it's very sudden, it's very quick, it's very brief. Um, it's not can something I, you're... Hmm? Can I make a constitution check to, to see if I can Hold gather myself enough to kind of help? Not, not even to, like be too helpful but just to be a bit more at ease yeah sure you can make a constitution check uh it's a seven it's a seven well you're um you're not terribly comfortable with uh what's happening right now so I'm gonna probably say that you aren't really able to uh, help out too terribly much right now. So, as you were sailing along, or flying along, I should say, the lanterns on the side of the ship are lit, so you have at least some kind of light underneath you. The rain is pouring and pounding onto your skin. Everyone is just soaked, but most are experienced deckhands. They're used to the wetness of the sea. Just not quite in this particular method. You hear the captain call up from the helm. We weren't expecting this. Just make sure you stay away from the edge. If you go over now, there's no saving you. I'd like to well, that's encouraging. I like the joke jokingly like go whoa like over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> um make a perception check for me, Gregor. Uh, twenty-three. Twenty-three. As you're joking about this and you go like whoa and you look over the edge, there's a bit of a break in the clouds. And you see the waves down below that are arcing into vast mountains. And you see a large shape burst through the side of one of those waves and then crash back down into the water below. And knowing from how high up you are, that, whatever that was, was big. And you probably uh, suddenly don't feel like being so close to the edge anymore. Yes. No, yeah. I, after I see that, I kind of like pop back up and kind of look at everybody 
and the basically my eyes are wide and being a gladiator i have never seen anything crazy as crazy as that before that's kind of like what's on my face right now so those of you that are able to see uh Gregor, he's kind of jokingly going like, oh, no. Yeah. He, he backs away from the railing, and he's already a little bit of a light complexion as a Goliath, but he's gotten a little bit paler suddenly. Yeah, so seeing um, this person I know to be a gladiator do that, I, I take notice, and I, I'm like, I should probably go check on him. So I walk over. Gregor, wow. what'd you see? I... Don't know what I saw, but it's something I have never seen before, and it was massive. Was it in the storm Twice today? Yes, it was almost like yeah. What the dungeon? What uh, Ian said? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. What he said? What that guy yeah, said? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it uh, yeah, it basically. For how high up we are, it seemed too close too close for comfort. Understood. So I actually kind of take this moment to walk over to the captain and ask how quickly these uh, ballistas can be deployed if we needed them. He looks to be concentrating a bit, and you had seen before how easy it was for him to move the wheel. Now he seems to have hold of it with both hands and he's struggling a little bit. Like he's really attempting to keep it straight and level. He's squinting through the rain and he kind of looks at you and doesn't remember telling you about the ballistas, but then again, they're not exactly hidden. They're just down below. Might take a minute or two tops. Take longer to man it than anything else. He's still just, like, wrestling the wheel. Okay, I leave him to his work, and I, I actually wander back over to the ballistas to see if I could, if I feel like I could man it if I needed to. So um, I kind of yeah, look around it. Make an investigation check at disadvantage as you're looking through the gloom and the rain. Okay, I'll just say D lagging us all to hell. Disadvantage, there you go. Bastard. Uh eighteen uh plus three, so twenty-one. Twenty-one. Um you really have to get your face down on the grate to kind of peer in, but you see that the mechanics don't appear that difficult. There's a seat for you to be on. There seems to be a, um, a like a, almost like an automatic feeder for the bolts to roll in as one is fired. And there's the the hand cranks that you would use to pull the uh, the drawstring back, and then a simple lever to fire. Probably not that difficult to figure out in the heat of the moment. Now, did I overhear them talking about the? Um, the big old monster that's underneath the boat? Um, make a perception check as you were on one side of the ship in a heavy rain. Hold on, please. Hold, please. 
Hold on. Of course, I'm being stupid and can't find any of my stuff. Um, 15. 15. Um, you were definitely able to see Gregor look a little bit afraid. And Katoon went up to comfort him, and you you could see him gesturing over the side and kind of making it like fucking big kind of gesture. little hard to hear the voice, but you're able to see through the gloom well enough that there was something big down below. Okay, so in that case, I'm going to... Is Gregor still along, like, the edge of the ship? No, I, I think I've... I mean, yes, but definitely not right on the side, but definitely closer. So, who all is on the edge of the ship right... Like, closer to the edge of the ship right now? Gunther? Okay. So, I'm going to go and kind of, like, grab Gunther from, like, the back of his, like, robe, and I'm going to go grab Gregor, and he's like, if there's something down there, the smart thing would do to be away from the edge, and just kind of, like, tries to drag them into, like, the middle of the ship. What are you talking about? What do you mean, something? Ask Gregor, as I'm not 100% sure, but judging by that particular eye-widening that he had, it's probably not good. I look over edge. (laughs) 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 So you're trying to stop this, like, seven-foot-tall Goliath of a man. Not the actual Goliath, but you're three-foot-nothing and dragging him, and he's just walking, and your claws digging in, and he goes and he peers over the edge. Uh, make a perception check for me, please, sir. With plus three! That is 16 plus three for 19. 16. Um, it's a little hard 19. to... S- 19, sorry. Uh, it's, it's a little hard to see because the, the clouds are in the way, but you kind of look to where the ship is heading, and you see a break, and you're like, ooh, 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 ooh. And you look down, and you see two three dark shadows beneath the ocean surface and you can see how far up you are they look up to be about that big from where you are but you know that down there they're big but they're just dark shapes in water yes big but they just moving through water they appear to be circling and following the path of your ship motherfucker I look back to Zara and I say there's more than one and they are following us then again let us convene at the middle of the ship so that we can discuss what to do yes away from the edge come come let's go come big one alright scaredy cat oh hot I get it. Gunter, you're you're. Kind of climbs up to the top of Gunter and like grabs the back of the mohop. She's like, "Do not call me that again." There is a difference between being scared and being smart. Would you like to see that difference? Down, pussy. If you're giving out lessons, ensure. Hmm. Let's handle these first, and we shall handle your lesson later, shall we? And she just kind of yanks on his head and kind of forces him like try to. Ah. (laughs) Uh, Do do you want to let her? Do you want to let her pull you aside, or do you want to fight it? It's fine. Does not bother me. Okay. <laughs> You're a Goliath, right? Did I miss I'm a that? human. I'm yeah. seven foot five. He's just big. It, it was a poor choice of words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said yeah. a Goliath of a man. He's not an actual Goliath. He's just, yeah. Oh, yeah. compared to what you're used to seeing other Goliaths, this is a big fucking dude. Yeah. Okay, I have cool. a picture of like to see. He's like Bobby. if Jack and a leprechaun had a baby. 
Suave is still just trying to batten down his hatches and just sit and try and are, are not. You, are you top deck? Over. Are you down below? Yeah, I'm still top deck. Okay, just making sure because there's no hatches up top to batten down. But uh, no, well, <laughs> it's not a literal battening down of hatches. I'm just, just to, checking. I'm, I'm trying to be accurate. <laughs> Job, Ian. Thanks. All right. Uh, so as Zahar is trying to pull everyone away from the edges of the ship, uh, it was a very good call. As you are all, f- most of you who have been sailing are familiar with water spraying up over the edge as it dips and dives into the into the water. And suddenly there is a splash of water from below that comes over the side of the ship as if you're back down at the ocean surface. And then there's another one off the side. Squirtle. We're being attacked by squirtles. Fucking kill it. <laughs> and then there's one that comes up further over the edge and arcs and something seems to come out of it and is deposited on the ship Why? there's a spray of water that washes over and you see this crouching figure is scrambling to get up it's webbed and gnarled and seems to be sea soaked sharp pointy teeth it's holding a weapon and then another one on the starboard side of the ship another one near the stairs on the port side and then a final fourth one that seems to come over from behind the captain you see these four humanoid shapes appear on the ship they are hissing growling sputtering just angry just And you hear from deep, from far below, this deep, rumbling growl that, from how far away it sounds, it shakes your bones. I need everybody to roll initiative. Yeah. Yeah. Just so Dungeon Master is aware, I roll twice for my initiative. I have advantage. Hell yeah. Would be a 19 for Suave. 12. 11. 9. Uh, sorry. Give me, give um, me a quick sec. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to catch up. You're going so fast. Dare you? I know. Jack. Uh, Katoon, what did you roll? Creepiest fuck. That's great. Katoon, sorry. What'd you roll? Oh, a nine. A nine. Okay. Um, Suave, what'd you roll? Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. And um. As I saw the the waves flick up and even a single figure hop onto the ship, would I have had the chance to grab my rapier and yell its trigger word? Ah, uh, sure. I'll I'll let you, I'll 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 let that slide. Um, Jack catch. Gunther, what'd you end up rolling? Eighteen. Eighteen. Sixteen uh, plus two. Gregor. Oh. Gregor, what'd you roll for initiative? Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, 12. 12. And Zahar, what was yours? 11. 11. All right. Do... Okay. Sorry, has it been an hour? How, what's what's Nawadal up to, do I notice? Or am I too um, distracted with everything? 
You're it's it's been over an hour and you're a little preoccupied. Check it. Good. Alright, let us get some fun combat Merzik. This one sounds fun. Let's go with this one. Alright, actually need to whoop, pop back over to the combat side of this so the stream can see what's happening. Oh what's my up? god. Oh, this is okay. gonna be fun. Where am so, I at? Uh, let us begin. Top of the round, we have Suave. You are up first. Gunter, you are up next. Uh, before yes. we actually, before we super start here, uh, let's get everybody where they were. So, Zahar was near Gunter, pulling like, him away. Yeah. Uh, Katoon, where were you? for this, or where would you like to be? Kind of over by the captain, like by the wheel, I believe. Okay, so over here? Yeah. Okay, Gregor, were you up with the captain as well? Yeah, yes, because I was, I'm kind of like by, by the stairs right there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm where I would have met Nahuatl and just kind of crouched down, kind of keeping my footing. Okay. Uh, we can stick you here by the uh, stairs. It'll be all right. It'll, it'll give you a railing that you would have been holding on to. So, all right. Guess we'll uh, kick it off with the first attack of the round of the campaign. Whoop, whoop. And uh, move myself right there, if you can see that. Uh, one more time, sorry. Can you see oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you rush up to the, the first uh, sea spawn. And I would like to cast I would like to do that casting Zephyr Strike, if possible. Doing 1d8 damage. Okay. Uh, so you cast uh, Zephyr Strike. Um, first level. Yeah, uh, roll to roll to see if you hit. Um, it gives myself advantage on one attack weapon, and it deals an extra one d8 force damage when uh, I do so. So, attack to hit with advantage. That would be a twenty-five to hit. Yeah, twenty-five, 25. hits. Alrighty. So I would do. 1d8 plus 3 damage plus 2d6 plus another d8. So much so math. 2d8, <laughs> yeah. That's 5. That's 7 to make 10. And then 2d6. Twenty damage. Uh ten of it being fire, three of it being force. Nice. So a good solid hit. Uh, as you all see these creatures pop up onto the deck, uh, Suave, who had been a little bit nervous at first throughout most of the, the, the flying part of the journey, seems without fear, lets go of the railing, draws his sword, and just goes straight for the first closest sea creature and just stabs him. Just uh, And then, mm -hmm. is this a wall in the center here, or is that the rigging? Uh, no, that's... Um, that's flat 
you can see the other one over there. That's just metal grating that's uh, on the floor. Right, but I can pass through over to the other side? Yes, yes. That's just okay. a rope. So I would have used 10 of my 60 feet, and I'm just going to move the rest back here towards Kitty Captain Gunther. Okay. Uh, it does. It will get an attack of opportunity on you as you that leave is its fine. space. All right, so... Let's see. It's going to. Oh, sure let's see. Leather is on. It is going to try and bite at you. That would be a fifteen. Does not hit. Does not hit. So you run in, stab it. It makes a noise and it goes to bite you. It's like, but it just hits air. You hear the teeth click shut, and you're like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Running backwards. Fuck off, you flambéed salmon. Okay, uh, is that it for your turn, sir? That is. Excellent. Uh, Gunter, it is your turn with uh, Gregor. You are on deck. Alright, order of operations. Is uh, Zara still on my back? Uh, I don't believe she said that she got off, so yes, she would be on your back. Okay, well... Um... I look over at... Can you see this? Yes. This guy right here? Yes. I would like to use my bonus action to enter Rage. Very good, very good. Um, and I say quickly as I grab onto the holy symbol, Valkyrie finally sends me foes to test myself against. And I... This guys, you're going to have to bear with me. I'm new to this whole online thing. It's all good. Uh, you want to be right about there? Yeah. Um, my weapons are not drawn. I'm going to grab this thing and throw it over the edge. Okay. Uh, so with Zahar on your back, you're just like, let's go. And you, Zahar, you're, you're just like grabbing onto his hair, just like on for the ride. And you see this big burly man go to grab hold of this guy. Um, make a, uh, I, it's, yeah, it's going to be a grapple check. Okay. At a strength since contest? Am, since I yeah. am raging, will it be athletics or you want me to do strength? Uh, do strength. Okay. I do have advantage because I'm raging. Yep. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, that's a 22. Yeah, you're you're able to grab this guy with no problem whatsoever. Um, so we'll we'll say for uh, you you have two attacks, yes? Yes, I do. Okay, so we'll, for the sake of flavor and because I fucking love this idea, you your first attack is to grab this guy. Uh, your second attack, um, roll roll a unarmed strike to see if you're able to kind of toss him over. <clears throat> Okay, just a straight check. roll? Yeah. Uh, uh, roll a d20, add your strength. Okay. That is a 13 plus 4 for 17. Yeah. Uh, so, Sar, you see him just grab this thing by the throat, by an arm, lift it, no problem, and just go, goodbye, and just chuck him at the edge. The legs hit the edge of the thing, and you just see this wet, spinning fish man cartwheel... <laughs> Off the edge and just fucking gone. 
He just kind of pats his head and she's like, good job, Biggin. <laughs> Is that all? I want more. We'll get more. <laughs> okay, um... I'll turn around. I used an attack, so my rage will stay with. Um, if Zara needs me to move anywhere, if she wants to stay on me, I'm completely fine with that. Do you want to okay. want to head towards that other one that's on the um, far right-hand side, closest yes. to us? I'll use the rest of my movement, which I do have a total of 40. Okay, uh, so you were here. That was... Uh, yeah, I was right was 20, here. so you can do another or here. Yeah. 40. You can get about there. Okay. okay, perfect. And I will look as menacing as possible as I'm stomping towards that other one. With a, like a, a Halloween, like, fuzzy catch. It's like, <laughs> on the top of your head. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> All right. And we have Rocket on my back. Hell yeah. By the way, how how hurt does that fish look after I stabbed it? Um, it's still, still doing sorry. okay. Yeah, yeah, it's doing all right. Uh, okay. It is now the fish people's turn. Uh, no, he did not save. Um, the one that you uh, threw over the edge uh, failed his dexterity save to grab onto the sail and is just he, he he's gone goodbye do physics work the same way if you were to jump from this height underwater it's like concrete I... yeah he's dead okay <laughs> i'm assuming like that's what you were getting out he comes and in for snacks. Yep. he is he is uh a, a dead as fuck <laughs> uh poor captain dm has to <laughs> just for yeets now no, no, no! I, that's amazing. That's I don't know great. why I didn't. Think I love of that. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is now the Kraken Priest's turn. So Kraken this creature Priest. is behind with the captain. The captain is watching all of this happen, and he's looking around, hearing the splashes, and he's seen that Gunther's already taken care of one. So he seems nervous, but he's he's holding fast with what he's doing. Uh, the Kraken Priest is going to, let's see, 30 feet of movement. Uh, well, he's he's splashed up next to Katoon, so he is going to cast uh, Thunderous Touch on you, Katoon. So, <sighs> my rolls are shit, as always. Uh, that is going to be a 11 to hit. 11 does not hit. Of course it doesn't. Why would I get to have fun? <laughs> because fuck you, that's why. Because fuck you, that's why. Okay. Uh, Don't mess with my boys. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, yep, that's all I can do. So you see it... Uh, it kind of like comes up from the crouch behind you. You turn and you see it's a lot more slender than the other ones, but it's taller. And it has uh, a different sort of adornment to it. It has like a big fin that goes down the middle of its head like a mohawk. And you see it reaching towards you and there seems to be uh, electricity crackling between its fingers. And it goes to grab you and you just smack its hand out of the side. And that is going to do it for its turn. That brings us to Gregor. Zahar, you are on deck. Alright. I 
would like to take my... <clears throat> I basically have my crossbow in one hand and my battle axe in the other. Okay. Um, I'm shooting my crossbow at this okay. guy. Okay. Uh, 15, 16, 17. Uh, 17 hits. All right. Uh, four, five, six, uh, six damage. Six damage. All right. All right. Then, uh, as I do that, I am going to jump uh, down the stairs on top of this one. Okay. Are you making an attack as well or just jumping? Yes. Basically, I'm j jumping on top of him and attacking with my battle axe. Okay. Uh, make, make a dexterity check. Since you're jumping down the uh, stairs. Yeah. 17 plus 2. Oh, yeah. You nailed it. So yeah. you you come down and you're, you're bringing your weapon. Uh, roll for an attack now, please. All right. Had to make sure you weren't going to slip and fall. 22. And... 22? 24. 24 for battle. Fuck. For yeah. Okay, it hits. <laughs> yeah, so. Sweet. Actually, I think that was a, I don't know. At twenty, no, it wasn't. Was Leave it, it to Sashimi. Um, okay, so that hits. I'm mm -hmm. doing one. So perfect. That is eight damage. Eight damage. Not bad. So, uh, Katoon, as you're blocking the uh, the hand away from the the, uh, the the Kraken priest, you see a bolt come flying over and hit into its shoulder, and you glance back behind you just in time to see Gregor just leap off the stairs with axe rays and then he disappears from view. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. in, well, in landing on this guy with my battle axe, do I knock him to the ground or anything? Or... Uh, you know what? Let's find out. He is Goliath. He is Goliath, and you know what? My dice are in the favor of the players. The man goes down, he is prone. Awesome. And as so, my bonus mm -hmm. attack, Oops, my bonus action, I can, I can uh, basically shoot my crossbow. And um, I'm going to shoot. Well, you will be at disadvantage. One, because you're in melee range. And two, he's prone. I'm not at disadvantage because I... Am a uh, where is it? I'm an expert crossbow expert. Um, and then it basically says where well, I'm trying to find it in my character sheet. Sorry, bear with me. Um, yeah, let me take a look real quick. Uh, da, 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 da. where is it? I just read it. You ignore Sorry. the loading property of crossbows, which you are proficient within five feet of a creature that doesn't pose such advantage on your range rolls. And when you okay, so. Or am I reading that wrong? No, no, you're reading it correct. The problem is, is that he's prone. Okay. Prone that I'm trying to sort through. But at the same time, he's prone right there. So I'm going to say no. You do not have disadvantage. So it's a normal roll. Okay. Let's go. Uh, 12, uh, 14 to hit. 14 hits. All right. Nice. Uh, four, eight. Nice. How much damage? 10 damage. Another 10 damage. So you jump down, hit this guy so hard in the shoulder, you bring him down to the ground. And while he's down, you just go <laughs> and just hit him right in the back. And it is 
snarling and hissing, and it's hard to see the color of its blood, but it's dark, and it is just pooling onto the floor of the ship right now. Okay. Um, how much? I have 30 feet. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's it for my turn. Okay, excellent. Uh, Zahar, it is your turn. Katoon, you were on deck. Yes, give me one second. I just realized I have to check something real fast. Um... I would like to cast death on the creature. <laughs> all right. No, I was all excited. I had this whole attack that I realized I forgot to pick up a damn plant on my way to the stupid boat. So I can't use it. Um, hmm. Give me one sec. Well, Zara, I might be able to help you in that regard because I have uh, bones and moss and things of that nature on me. You don't happen to have anything with a stem, do you? I have twigs and runes and stuff on me, so that could help you. I don't know. That's up to Ian. So, Zahar, as you are patting yourself down, you realize, shit, I must have left my bag somewhere. But then you look at your manly mount and you go, oh, this will work. Look at this beard. <laughs> I'm going to borrow this shit. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a dirty guy. He's got shit sticking in his hair. Why not? <laughs> okay. So then on, let's see, this dude right here, mm-hmm. that one. If I could make it do what I wanted to do. Yes, this guy. Um, I'm going to use Thorn Whip. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. So hold on one sec. Fucking do I have, to roll to, I have to roll to see if it hits, right? I'm um, sorry. It's been a while. Thorn or no. Where do I see? Oh, there's Thorn Whip. Thorn Whip um, range attack. Yeah, yeah, you have to roll to hit. Damn it. Okay. 16. 16 hits. Yes! Oh, shit. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go again. (laughs) 10. 11. 11 points of damage. So, Gunther, as you have turned to go and attack this other uh, creature, you feel some shifting and a little bit of, like, a tug on your shoulder, and the next thing you know, you see this long, thorny vine just come whipping past your, over your head, just, right, and just gets him, like, right on the snoot, and you just see his head rock back, and blood flies everywhere. Uh, he's, he's not looking too happy. Would you say he could be bloodied? Yeah, he's pretty bloody. Alright, uh, does that do it for your turn? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy where I am. I got height. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you just bitching about height a minute ago? Now you're happy about height. But it helps. The high ground means you always win. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi taught me that. Don't start shit with me, sir. This is the only time that having height actually I am actually the DM. It is my job to start shit. <laughs> Speaking of, it is now that little shit's turn. We'll see if he can come actually get some... <laughs> come to me. <laughs> Uh, we'll see if he can actually get anything done here. Um, okay. So it is going to move and Hit get me. right in between uh, Suave and Gunther. And he's ready for some payback. So uh, he's going to make one attack against Suave and one attack against Gunther. So, yes, sir. Let's see. Uh, that is a natural... 20 on Suave and a natural one on Gunther. It's on second. <laughs> oh, please describe how this happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get hit. 
Okay, so that is going to be... Where's my dice? Give me the dice, you bastard. There we go. Alright, that is going to be... Eight bludgeoning damage on you, Suave. As it, uh, sort of like, as it's running, it just sort of, like, headbutts you. And then it spins and sweeps its tail at Gunther. But, Gunther, you see this thing coming because you were already charging towards it. And you just, like, shoulder down into it and just block it with your arm. You're like, come on, harder. Um, They like it rough. But as the tail comes to hit you... A second time, it, Gunther. It spins around and hits. Uh, does Swung. a 20 hit, Gunther? A 20 does hit. Okay. Uh, you block the tail with the first go, but as it comes up and slaps down, you notice that spines appear in the bottom of it, and those dig into your being, and you take... That is going to be... Uh... Two poison damage, and I need you to make a constitution constitution save for me, please. Okay. I'm pretty good at this. Alright. Uh, that is... A 13. A 13 was just enough. Uh, as the, the spines dig into your arm and the tail peels back, the spines are left in there. And you very quickly grab them and throw them away, and you flex your big, manly, meaty arm, and you just see the purple poison just ooze back out. And you're just like, nah, not today, man. <laughs> I've drank harder shit than these. Okay, that brings us to Katoon. It is your turn with, I believe, Suave. You were on deck. Yes, sir. Okay, I'm going to use my bonus action to shift. Does clicking on this thing work? Usability. Wait, what? Did that not work? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to use the... There we go. Did it. So I I shift into my uh, wild form. And then... I gain extra 10 extra HP and 10 extra move speed and a couple other fun things. Um, and as I turn and shift into this wild beast-like form, I attack with my psychic blades. So I don't even pull a knife out. I just uh, swing, and as I swing, the, the blade appears. That's cool. And unfortunately, he's up high, so most of you aren't really able to see this. Yeah, right. Um, let's see. Wait, did that work? 24 to hit? A 24 absolutely hits. There we go. And then damage. So, 7 psychic damage. 7 psychic damage. Alright. And I believe that is actually going to be it for this turn. Okay. Uh, So, you prepare yourself, you get a little bit more scales around your eyes and closer around to your ears and as you go to stab this glowing dagger appears in your hand and you just stab it right in the side and it hisses and growls and uh, it's not looking too terribly pleased about this currently 
Alright, nice. that brings us up to this one who is was prone and is going to use the rest of its half of its movement to get up and start swinging at Gregor. Ooh, pardon. So it is going to make a multi-attack against you. It's not going to do dick against you, apparently. It <laughs> is scared and can't seem to hit anything with that, so... Um, Intimidating it. Because well, you slammed him into the ground. Uh, it is going to spin <laughs> around and try to hit you with its tail, however. 12 doesn't hit, does it? What? 12? Yeah. No, it does not hit. Yep. Cool. So this, you see this thing get up, and you're just like, yeah, come on. Come on, I want you to hit me. And it tries, hit but me. it's just moving so slow compared to what you're used to. You're just batting it aside. You're dodging out of the way. The tail comes around. You just sort of step over it. Fucking badass. <laughs> All right. That brings us back to a suave. Uh, Gunther, you're on deck. Yes. Two questions. Are the... Do I know about the, the crystals that appeared at the side hatches? Uh, I or don't know. Only... Because you, okay. went, uh, you went below deck as soon as it started right. to go up. I think Gunther's the only one that's... Uh, Gregor probably would have seen it when he was peering over the side, but Gunther's really the only one that ever looked over the side and saw these crystals. Right. Um, crystals? Nice. Question two. Flanking? Question uh, yeah, if you moved once... Ah, yeah, that's that's technically flanking. I would like to bonus action swap <laughs> to my dagger. Excuse me. And then use my action to grapple it with advantage. And just hold it hostage. Oh, okay, so that interesting. So can beat the shit out of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, it's going to be a strength challenge, so roll a d20, add your strength. don't think you're going to have a problem. 14? Uh, yeah, versus 5? I, I Yeah. Uh-huh. Solid. <laughs> I'm going to melt these dice later, which is a problem. I like them. They're green. No, no, they're really good dice. I love these yeah. dice. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, the, the creature is now grappled. It it had gone to bite you, and, uh, you know, it... I, actually, did it hit you the last time around? I can't remember. It did headbutt me, and then its tail went to whip. Right, so... Third, so. So backtracking, it headbutts you. You said, ow, fucking rear naked hold. And that's when the tail was lashing around and what hit Gunther. And now you're just like, come on. <laughs> I'd like to hold him hostage with the blade at his throat and show Gunther his bloodied, terrified face. It's very nice. <laughs> uh, that's all for what you've got going? Yep. Okay. Gunther, you have... Prime real estate target right in front of you. What are you I'm doing? I'm going to draw both of my warhammers. As I hold them in both hands, I am a dual wielder, so my armor class goes up by one. And I'm going to clap his skull in between these hammers. Okay. Do I, I have advantage on strike? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> Okay, that is going to be a uh, 18 to hit. Yeah, it hits. Um, this first strike has my Divine Fury in it. So you see the right hammer 
in my right hand, the head begins to glow with a golden aura, and... Clap! <laughs> oh, that's max damage on the D8. Hey. Divine Fury, not the best in the world. So that is... 12 points of bludgeoning damage, and... Six points of Radiant for the first strike. <laughs> is it still alive? Dead gem. Uh, it, it has to be. It is hanging on. <laughs> this poor guy. Well, let's do it again. Bonk. <laughs> Bonk. Bonk. Oh, shit. Hello. Um... 23 to hit yeah yeah that hits this, this does not Damn. have divine fury on it 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 doesn't need it, it nine I, points of bonk yeah so the the uh Gallagher. Slob, you you've you've got him held up there and you see gunter go whoosh whoosh and one of them starts to go and you're like i might be a little close and as you have that thought Gallagher right in front of you like the hammers are this close to your nose, and there's just no more head there. And you're just, as the hammers like peel back the, the tendrils of blood and ichor, and you're just like, oh, and you just <laughs> drop the body. <laughs> uh, Dungeon Master, since yes, I sir. did not have to move, I would like to get as close as I can to uh, uh, this one down by Gregor. How much I have 40 feet. 40 feet? 40 feet. Uh... And a small cat. Roll for cat. shit myself. Uh. <laughs> I would try to get into flanking if possible. Flanking if possible. Uh, Which nope. I don't think I can. But oh, I can get five, into melee 10, with 15, it. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Uh, it's, it's a little too close to the railing, but you would be able to get right up on top of it. Um, I will do that and approach with murderous intent. Okay, uh, so, so are you, you kind of watch the arms come back and then, and you are just like, just blood all over your face. <laughs> um, this could have done a little bit more cleanly, but it's definitely effective. Good job, big guy. I just grunt in response. <laughs> <laughs> um, con save of 12, do I shit my pants? <laughs> wow yeah yeah you, you're you're fine you you it's close there might have been a, a little a, a little something a something in there it's not great okay um it okay. is now the kraken priest's turn and it is going to let out the voice of the kraken uh i need Everybody to make a charisma saving throw, please. Charisma? Ooh. Oh. Charisma saving throw. Just a dollar yeah. for me. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. 18. 18. 9. 14. Uh, 24. Okay, so... You bastards. Um, Gunther just barely squeaked by with a success. Uh, Hell yeah. 
uh, Gregor, you you Nine. hear this sound coming from behind you, and you're suddenly very happy that you jumped down from up top. Whatever made that noise, you want nothing to do with it. Uh, you are currently frightened of the Kraken Priest. But thankfully, there's still something to bonk, so you're, for the moment, you're like, heh. <laughs> um, just gonna roll an arousal check. Hold on. <laughs> Sir, uh, you know what? Just for that, you're now frightened enough. <laughs> um, it is going to reach out and try to grab you again, Katoon. Uh, that is going to be a 22 to hit. I'm going to use... Actually, no, I can't do that. Uh, yeah, 22 hits. Okay. Um, let's see. I need... That is going to be 22 points of thunder damage as this time it is able to grab onto your chest and you just feel this shocking pain race through your system and all your muscles are tensing and it's, he he got you back and then some from the stab that you gave him in the side. Um, uncanny dodge and half that? Yes, yes you can. So that's, uh, you said it's 22 total. So it'd be 11. Uh, so you, you feel it grab onto your chest and you feel the pain start racing through your body, but your your reflexes are so good that without even thinking, you smack the hand and kind of duck out of the way to stop the full effect from hitting you. But uh, you see like your whole f- body and the whole top part of the deck is lit up by the remaining electricity crackling between its fingers. Okay. Uh... Gregor, it is your turn. Uh, Zahar, you were on deck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I basically am attacking this guy with mm-hmm. my battle axe. <clears throat> Bam. Ah, nice. Nat, that is a critical hit. A nat 20? Fuck. Nat 20. Critical hit, which I don't know what happens... Uh, double the dice rolled. Okay. For damage, right? Correct. Sweet. So. Um. Rolling that. 18 damage. Ooh. He is Uh, looking hurt as he's now just standing in a pool of his own blood from that axe coming down and just raking across it. I am going to attack again mm-hmm. for 11. 11 just hits. And then 9 damage. 9 more damage. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, nine, 11 damage. 11 damage. Oh, and I messed up. That 18 was supposed to be 20 damage because I forgot to add my plus 2 modifier for my battle axe. It's, it's still on your turn. We haven't moved past, so yeah. I'm just going to add an extra little two. Um, you came down on this guy so hard that the first swing uh, came down on its uh, on its right side, and you, Gunther, you see the arm just comes off. So it only has one arm left, and then you see Gregor go for the next hit, and misses mostly vital things, but it has a big gash down the middle now, and it's just... It, it's on its last legs. 
Good then strike. <laughs> what was that, Gregor? Then I, then I shoot it with my cross. Uh, my. Uh, oh well, of course <laughs> my, you do. <laughs> my crossbow. Roll the hit. For Seventeen. Yep. Uh, Seventeen hits. So, don't Ten even damage. need to roll damage on this. Really, <laughs> you you take the arm off. You go down the center. It's barely standing, gurgling there. Gunter, you're just you're running up, and you come to a stop as you see it just sort of like wavering there. Gregor looks at you and goes. Sup. Puts the crossbow in its mouth, not even looking, fires, and just whew, off the edge of the ship from the momentum of it. It is dead. You don't have to show <clears throat> off. Haha. <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh you still have your movement if you would like to move well. You were unable actually. Yeah, so you're unable to move closer to the priest. You can still move. Yeah. Um, There's no other... Every All the other guys are dead on this deck, right? Uh, from what you can see so far, yes. Yeah. Okay. Then I don't move, I guess. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm going to move. Oops. That's not what I meant to do. Uh, I'm going to move to here okay right here well you can't that would technically have you moving closer to him so you'd have to be the one space oh. away um okay sorry. if you're frightened well, of I a creature wanted... you cannot willingly get closer to it yeah. um yeah but i just was trying to go to the middle of the ship yeah uh so at the end of your turn make another charisma saving throw to see if you are uh continuously frightened or not fuck nine yeah please it's man there's something up there that's just really fucking scary dude what is up there oh you saw it you shot at it uh okay uh that brings us to zahar with katoon on deck okay so question how Mm -hmm. how many of the boys are within 60 feet of me all of them uh let's take a look yeah that's 30 and that's yes everyone is within 60 feet of you currently so first thing I'm gonna do is for my I do a bonus action up front, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna do a bonus action level one healing word. Okay. Because uh, I know some of the boys. Actually. What? Uh, never mind. I because I'm not keeping track personally at the moment. Uh, well, who were who are you trying to heal at the moment? So, basically, everybody already took damage, right? Except for me. A little bit. Yes? No? Maybe? It sounded like a little bit. I've only taken one damage, actually. (laughs) I broke a fingernail. You broke a fingernail. What? I know you took the 11 lightning. Yeah, but I had a 10 temporary HP, so... (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. I'm gonna heal you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So so you're gonna use healing word on Katoon. Huh? So you're going to use Healing Word on Katoon? Well, I was going to use it. I was trying to, because I know Metal took quite a bit I of hit, right? Eight. You took an eight? We'll put so yeah, like then I'll heal. I'll heal Suave. Okay. If that is okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how much uh, How much healing does he get back? He gets... He gets four plus seven. Or seven. He gets seven. Okay. So uh, you get almost all of your damage back that you took from the headbutt. 
Ah, cheers, love. Uh, what, what, what do you say to him, since it is healing word? Try and do better. <laughs> I did great, love. <laughs> As he is just covered in ichor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, to be fair, so am I. I'm a little gross right now. <gasps> so that was your bonus action. Okay, and then for my movement, um, I want to go up the stairs. So. Okay, so you're, you're hopping off of Gunter finally. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. run up 30 feet up the stairs, so I'm in line with this asshole. Okay. And then for my actual action, I'm going to use Thorn Whip again. Um. Can I not? Actually, yes, yes, you can, because that's a cantrip. Yep, go ahead. Yeah. You're making me feel very, like, unsure right now, Ian, and I don't like I, that. I'm just Does an 11 sure. hit? Uh, da, 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 I'm looking at the wrong page. And 11 hits. Yes. Okay. So then I need to do... These things are basically naked. Just saying. There's no real armor or anything. Okay, so I have 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. And I need to go in here and say I did uh, that spell. So that is your movement, your bonus action, and your action. Which yes. brings us to... Katoon. Uh, Suave, you're on deck. Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm going to use my... Um, cunning action to jump back about 10 feet. Uh, maybe kind of <clears> over <throat> here somewhere. Okay. Uh, 5, 10. Whoop. And then I'm going to use my iron bands of binding. So I'm going to throw this gold ball at it and see what happens. Alright, and that uh, cunning action makes it so you don't get opportunity, right? Correct. Cool. Just chechen. All right. Uh, so, you're, what were you throwing at him again? The um... my iron bands of binding. So okay, uh, it needs to make a save of some sort. I think it's a. Um, I have to roll a ranged melee or a ranged attack oh. with my bonus and all that fun stuff. So let me see if I can do that real quick. Uh, uh. Okay, so it's a thirteen to hit it. Just and that was a. So you added your, you rolled a d20, added dexterity and your proficiency? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. So that, that was a 13. That does hit. Okay. So it has, it is restrained until it uses its action to try and break free. Cool. Awesome. Oh God. It's got to make a DC 20 to break three. And if it doesn't, it can't even try again. It can't even try again for 24 more hours. So. Cool. I see where this is going. <laughs> uh, so that was your movement and your action. Is there any bonus action you would like to do? Um, uh, no, I used my bonus action to do cunning, uh, my uncanny dodge or my to move. So right, right, right. Um, I'm good. Okay. Uh, then that brings us back to Suave. It's your so turn, sir. This strange fish gentleman is restrained. 
Correct. Oh yeah, he's got a big gold band of balls all wrapped around him, and he's he's got a band of balls. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Basically, um, if you've ever seen um, Doctor Strange, it's sort of like that thing that traps the guy, just like wraps around everything, and it's like, just like a big black, black, black. Oh, black, you're black, talking black. about the SN SEM jacket. Yeah, basically. Kinky, but yes. Yeah, right. Uh, so. <laughs> I will use a fourth level slot to cast Zephyr Strike. Mm -hmm. uh, upcasted. Um, so my movement advance up, ups itself to 60, and I would like to. Sorry. Uh, if if you're if you're measuring and you hold Control and click, then you can do an angle. Yes. Oh yeah. So you you just. Like do yeah. I get? advantage on an attack since he's this restrained or uh i was actually in the process of looking that up because it's been a minute since anyone's had restrained and i don't quite recall it's okay take your time it's okay take your time uh let's see restrained creature speed becomes zero attack rolls against it have advantage so yes fuck all right <laughs> so see. yes you do get advantage on it uh... Does a 13 hit? 13 hits. Okay. So. <laughs> I do 1d4 plus 3 damage uh, as I am using my dagger at the moment, plus 4d8 from Zephyr Strike. So I do. No metal. 5 damage plus. Where's my D8? Son of a bitch. Five, eight, sixteen, twenty-two, twenty-six damage. <gasps> five of it being piercing. Jesus. Um. <laughs> all right. So, uh, dagger flurry of blows to the chest. Katoon <laughs> and Zahar, you. As Katoon wraps this guy up, you're like, ha ha! And you see a blur, and the next thing you know, it's just, just fucking prison shanking this guy from behind. <laughs> <laughs> Gremlin style. Nice. Uh, is that going to be it for your go, sir? And it will be it for me. Okay. Uh, Gunther, that brings us to you. Gregor, you are on deck. We can't hear you. I can hear him. There it is. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. There you go. Very well. More bars and more places. Okay. <laughs> I will. Is there anything alive in front of me? Uh, no. no. You do still hear combat happening up the stairs in front of you, but as far as the main deck that you're on, everything's dead. I will run upstairs with 40 feet of movement and go towards Bastard in Iron Bands. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. 40. That's about as far as you're able to get. Not quite close enough to uh, get into melee combat with it. Action dash, get into melee. Uh, you're into melee. I have Flank. two weapon fighting. I will smack him while on ground. As okay. a bonus action. Alright. So you, you all hear and, you all hear and feel this thump, 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 thump. And just... Coming in for a fucking clothesline. Roll your attack. With advantage, right? 
Uh, yes, because he is restrained. Well, that's his shit. Twelve to hit. Twelve still hits. He does Are not have a lot of armor. Me? <laughs> <laughs> he does not have. A, he's got a decent amount of health, but not a lot of armor. Fish scale only does so much against well, Holy Hammer. <laughs> this has Divine Fury on him. First attack I make in the round. That's eight points of bludgeoning and five points of radiant as I go Gallagher again for the head. All right, uh, Suave, you're getting flashbacks as this lumbering giant comes towards you. Like, God, no! <laughs> and just <laughs> right in the forehead, you see the head rock back. Uh, not so much gore and ichor this time, but you can definitely see that, that the creature reeled from that hit. I will stay in play. That is my turn. Okay. Shit, my pants check with disadvantage. It is back to the Kraken Priest's turn, and he needs to make a strength check to get out. Yep. He has to beat a 20. Just got a 20. I rolled a 19. It's plus one. Amazing. Okay. Meets it, beats it. However... It can't do anything, because that was its action. So as Gunther comes up and just clotheslines this guy in the forehead, it just, for how skinny it is, it's apparently quite strong as it just, like, breaks out of this restraining device and just, like, gargling cries out to the sky, and as it does, lightning arcs over the edge, or uh, over the bow. Fingers are sparking. It's it's pissed, but it can't. <laughs> Can't do anything. Gregor, it is your turn. Zahar, you're on deck. Uh, well, I'm frightened, so I can't do anything. Um, True. You could spend uh, your action to try and shake it off, but. Um. Okay. Yes, I will do that. Okay. Make Come another on now. Check. Twelve. What giant baby? Wait. Am I supposed to do a th- saving throw? Charisma saving throw. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, that was... uh, What did I just roll? I just rolled a 12. Oh, yes, sorry. Uh, 12 is just what you needed. So you're you're down there, and you see everyone running up there, and there sounds like there's more fun. You're just like, fucking come on! And you're like, okay! Uh, So now you have a bonus action and movement still. Um, All right. So I am going to move to here. Yep. There you go. And as my oh, that was my bonus action. I guess I have an extra. I have two attacks. Does that oh, count? Movement, no. Mm-mm. No. That's the, right. um, so that's it. That's all I do. That's all you I have do. two attacks per action, but you use your action to yep. break out of the uh, yep. the, the fear yeah, that and you my were in. My bonus action was to move. Actually, well, now the uh, bonus action wasn't moved. You just have your movement. You still have a bonus action. Okay. <clears throat> as <clears throat> excuse me, as my bonus action, I'm going to shoot my crossbow at him for twenty. Twenty hit. hits and eight damage. Eight more damage. Then I am going to action surge. Ooh, okay. And, and basically Ooh. um attack 
Well, wait. An action surge is in addition. You're, oh, okay. Action. Yeah, you're not yes. currently within melee range. That's fine. I'm just gonna shoot my Can crossbow. crossbow again with a full action. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm gonna crossbow. It's also again. a light hand crossbow, so it's just exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a proficient. I'm an expert, so I don't have to. Loading is not a right. Uh, 19 to hit. 19 hits. Nine damage. Nine more damage. Now, since I get an I action surge and I get two actions or two attacks per action, I get fire that attack again. again. Yep. Especially since you fire. have that uh, that feet. Uh, for 20, uh, 20 hits. Yeah, twenty hits. <laughs> and eight damage. Eight more damage. Uh, this guy already had spines in him. He's got a lot more spines now. He's looking pretty bloodied and pretty hurt. Uh, okay, that brings us to Zahar. Katoon, you were on deck. What are you doing, madam? So, uh, let's see, where am I at here? So here's my question. Because there's people between me and him, would I have to move around them to be able to use the thorn whip, or should I just use, like, a... Uh, it would behoove you to move a little bit, um, so you're not imposing any extra AC on your target. So then, right there. Then can I? Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna move there, and then I will use Thorn with the Grand, because it is effective. It seems to and be I quite wanted... effective. It is, and I want it to die. Ooh, ten. Ten does not hit. As you're running uh, to get a better vantage point, you go to a stop and you start to whip your your arm out. Ship dips just a little bit, and you lose your footing, and it just cracks high. So close. So close. Uh, is there? Well, that was that was your cantrip. Uh, is there any bonus action you would like to try? That you were able to try, I should say. Um, no, that's gonna be it. Okay. Uh, you do still have half your movement left if you wanted to, unless you wanted to stay put. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm, all right. I'm good, but I am. Alrighty. Uh, Katoon, you're up. Suave, you're on deck. Sweet. I'm actually just going to move in right in front of him. Okay. And go flanking. for... Yep. Uh, yep. Suave is flanking, so you would have advantage on your attacks here. Perfect. So that means I get to use sneak attack. So I'm going to use Well, you would have been able to use sneak attack because your compatriots were in melee combat anyway. Just oh, that's true. so you're aware. That's always nice. Yeah. So I'm going to do psychic blades. Did that work? Why is something working now? I swear this was working a second ago. I swear this has never happened before. It says I lack permission to use my own character now. That's exciting. On D&D Beyond? No, I'm, I was using it on the on the VTT. Interesting. That's okay. I'll do it on D&D Beyond. That'll be easier. That's really weird. I don't know why I would revoke it. I don't have yeah. permission on my okay. character either, to be fair. Yeah, I can't a... use any actions on it. Okay, so a 17 to hit on the Oh, yeah, blade. 17 hits. And then I need to do the sneak attack, which is uh, very 
Is that one my? That's my sneak attack damage, and then. What, what was, was the damage? damage? Uh, the damage for the actual blades is 10 damage, but then an extra 13 for sneak attack. All right. How do you want to do this? <laughs> I mean, there's psychic blades, so I guess I'd pull the second one out, too. And I dig both of them into it and just rend them asunder. Okay. Uh... So Suave, you're again. You're getting more flashbacks as someone else is running up to the guy that's right in front of you. But thankfully, it's not hammers this time. It's just you see him sort of like reach in the middle of the air and a, a blade. Do you have a particular color that you would like it to look like your psychicness? Yeah, like kind of a blue lightning kind of look. There we go. So this blue, like staticky, shocky blade comes into one hand, stabs into the neck. His hand comes up, another one jabs in, and he just twists. And the head just falls off towards him, thankfully. This actually, hold on. Yeah, towards him. Uh, so you're you're saved the blood shower again, but even still, with all the rain that's pouring down, you're kind of clean at this point. Um, but that dispatches that creature, and it slumps to the ground, dead as a fish. 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 Yeah, dead as a dead fish. Fucking nailed it. Good job. <laughs> nice. I, All right. Uh, grab my offhanded rapier, say no pray, no pay, and shove it back into my pocket. It's uh, quelling the flame. Alrighty. Nice. So, that brings us out of combat. You hear the blood pumping in your ears from the sudden surge of creatures that came and attacked and they seem to have been dispatched relatively easily uh few of you took some damage it was a bit scary you you know there was a poison spines that went into gunther but he was able to shrug it off uh katoon uh, was able to avoid the worst of the the lightning hand of the the priest that he dispatched later on as of now you hear the lightning and the storm around you. What are you all doing? I'm going around picking up all of my arrows that I shot. Where are the crew? Yeah, that's a good question. I am as, the captain now. As of right now, like, the captain is on off? the wheel. Okay, so that's it. The captain's been on the wheel the whole time as we're like just fighting. Someone's gonna stare around. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd rather not crash, so that's not a bad thing necessarily, but... I love it. Um, Zahara's gonna start kind of, like, looking around to see if she can see where any of the crew ran off to, or if she can hear them. Um, For the moment, it's quite loud on the ship, with the rain beating down, the lightning and the thunder. It's hard to hear much, and even with the captain standing right there and he's shouting at you, he's saying... Is that all of them? It looks You're like safe. all of them. Have you ever seen anything like this before, Captain? The secret? Yeah, I seen them before. The nasty blighters thought we'd be safe up this high. I would like to speak with the dead and ask the Kraken Priest up to five questions that are brief, cryptic, or repetitive in nature answers. Interesting. All right. So you kind I of... I also cast tongues just in case. 
Mm -hmm. uh, while this is happening, I kind of shake it off, and my, my form returns back <clears throat> to what I normally look like. I just press my hand on its chest so that I uh, understand any spoken language that I hear. Okay, I was I just, just making sure that tongues wasn't a concentration or anything. I couldn't remember. No, neither a concentration, yeah. thankfully. Excellent. So, um, you all watch as uh, Suave basically grabs the head, stands up, says something to himself. Again, it's hard to hear over the rain. And then he says something again, and you see the eyes in the head that he picked up that were rolling kind of animate back to life and the mouth looks like it's trying to gasp for air, but there's, there's no inhale of sound. What are your questions? Uh, first one is what is your master? There's a gurgling sound. The rest of you don't understand it. It's kind of gurgly and, and a clicking sound. But, Suave, you understand it as Seto commands us. Seto commands us. Uh, second question, are there more incoming? No. Is this storm you're doing? Again, you hear a sign, no. Are those creatures below hostile to us? Yes. Um, are those creatures below hostile to you? There's a final sign. No. And the jaw falls slack again. The eyes just sort of dipping apart as the life once more leaves the creature. And as the spell comes to an end, <clears throat> the captain, though he's trying to look ahead and is looking back at you, the ship suddenly dips a little towards the front and he wrestles with the wheel and he is cursing. He's like, what the bloody hell was that? And he kind of looks back at all of you. Go check below decks! And that, unfortunately, is where we're going to have to end for today. But why? But why? <laughs> <laughs> because I have work I have to get ready for, unfortunately. And some of us uh, also as have to get I. to our jobs. But seeing as we were not able to finish today, that means that we will be back to see what is below decks and what the rest of this journey might entail. So, thank you all so much for joining. Does anyone have anything they want to say before we sign off? Just Should have given in. 10 to Seto. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is fun. Well, yeah, this is good. Thank Enjoy you all guys. so much for being here. Uh, if you're not already part of the Discord, please join us. Uh, the links can be found down below. Um, it'll be in the description of the podcast. This will be coming out in podcasts later as uh, the, the miniseries happens. Uh, I'm excited to see how you guys manage to hold up for the next go around but until then uh keep an eye out on the discord we'll be announcing when we're doing this again there will be a calendar down below as well that will let you know when our next streams are happening so until the next time hope you enjoyed and we'll be back enjoy Thank your you weekend all. yeah hey guys
Thank you for listening to the Fools and Flagons podcast. If you enjoy our adventures, you can catch us live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash fools and flagons. That's fools, the letter N, flagons, all one word. If you want to hang out with the fools and other nerds, come join our Discord. The links can be found in the description.